Hello, welcome to This Revolutionary Life. I'm Jen. And I'm Ken. And today we are going to talk to you a little bit about frequency. Yes, we uh, we did our potpourri edition last week and we had a list of questions to get to and we talked so long about the ones that we had that we didn't get to some. And this one I felt was an important one and it missed... Uh, I missed it, and so we're going to address that today because we get asked this question a lot. How many times a week should you work out? Yeah, absolutely. I want to start by saying thank you to everybody that listened to the podcast last week, everybody that sent us questions, every feedback we got, the good and the ugly, and um, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques... Yeah, because it's always a good thing. Because we get to we get to see, we get to see like where where our people come from. Like like it's always funny when you go to our website. Like oh hey, this is here's a question from here's a question from England. Here's a person from some you know the four corners of the globe that you wouldn't normally think. Like oh, hey, we're a we're a Metro Detroit area wellness facility. Like how are these still thinking in like the global thing? Like what the heck, man? Like so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we see we see you, we hear you, we appreciate you, and uh, you know keep keep coming back and keep letting us know what you think. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, so moving forward, we want to discuss um, you know training frequency, workout frequency. How much should I work out? How often? Um, these are questions, kind of. A variety of the same question that we get pretty regularly is, you know, well, how many days a week should I train for results? Or how often should I be there to, you know, get to X? Or I need to do whatever goal, what should I expect? Or, or where should I where should I start and where should I expect to, to end? Yeah, and I don't think that the, the first... As people who have listened to this long enough, or who have talked to us in person, uh, there is no one-size-fits-all answer. That's the great piece about this, is that this is a very individualized question. Yeah, absolutely. So, so with that, so that, like, take out take out of your mind, like, muscle... As, muscle as most things are yeah. in this industry. Oh, yeah, 100%. So there's, there's no one-size-fits-all answer, and anyone that peddles a one-size-fits-all answer... You might want to be wary of them. So there is no, hey, six days a week, everybody train six days a week, everybody train for two hours a day, everybody do blah, 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 blah. That does not exist. Okay, only in the uh, in magazines and other forms does that thing. Well, any any type of marketing that's trying to get you to buy into one idea. Yeah. So if you are looking for real sustainable you know, again, back to that, that word sustainable, um, change and you want that to carry you through life, you know, hopefully that's a very, very long time. You need to look at how you feel and what your goals are, 
you know, as you're starting, and then those are going to change as you go on, as you, as you move through your quote unquote journey. Yeah. So there's something to be said. There, there's something to be said. Frequency is, you know, though the old adage is those who train the most win. And that is largely true with the giant elephant size asterisk next to it <laughs> that you have to be able to recover from what you're doing. So you can only train as hard, to say a saying that's said around here at the Holistic Revolution nearly every day, you can only train as hard as you can recover. And what does that mean? So that means that means your ability your body's ability to to rest, recuperate, recharge in between sessions. Right. So okay. if you start off your Monday and you are gung ho and you hit the gym and Tuesday you can't get out of bed, you're tired all day, your your muscles are sore, you feel like crap or maybe you go to the kitchen and you just blow it out because hey, yesterday I did what I needed to do, so today I'm, you know, going the opposite direction that is your recovery yes so recovery is comprised of uh as we've said in previous podcasts recovery is largely a uh a yin element so it's comprised of food sleep and water mm -hmm. okay so those are the things that give you energy so the balance between what gives you and what takes, that's the yang, working out could be one of those things. Breathing and thinking are the other two things that fall into that category. Uh, that, ba that balance has to be maintained. And when you come into a situation like most people where they're already behind the eight ball, maybe they're in a medical situation, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, so on and so forth. Maybe they're coming off an injury. Maybe they're just a, they're a stress bag. Maybe they're... Mm -hmm. They have all these problems. They're already starting behind. They're already starting behind. So this is where we deal with this constantly. Because again, the magazines and television and movies will show you. And and, and fitness certification brands like the National Academy of Sports Medicine and ACE and the American College of Sports Medicine. And there's 9 million of them. They will show you. I remember when I was doing classwork and coursework on these things, and everyone they showed you was like train like an athlete. You know, every every scenario they gave you with a client was a client that was uber motivated, had their shit together, was ready to rock and roll, and wanted to train like, yeah, give me those hundreds or give me that heavy medicine ball yeah. or right and. As we can tell you, I can tell you, Jen can tell you from being in here and her experience and me from almost 20 years of experience, that is so far from the truth that it's shocking, okay? <laughs> so most people start off to where they need to build up a reserve mm -hmm. before they start to train. Would be the long way. I know I just went on a five-minute <laughs> rip about that, but that's that's huge, well, you, you can't assume that somebody that gets up and goes to the gym or maybe after work grabs their gym bag and goes to the gym is ready to work out. Or e even even more so, you can't even assume that they're interested in working out. It might just be another 
you know, check mark on the uh, to-do list for the day. Like, I don't even want to go and do this, but I know I have to, so I'm going to go. And, you know, oh, I got an appointment with a trainer. Or, oh, I told, you know, Joe in the corner that I would meet him up there at 5 or whatever. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want him waiting around for me or whatever the case is. But you you almost can't assume that just because somebody's at the gym, they want to be there or they're ready to train. That's a good point. Because I, I, I experienced that early in my career and early in my lifting learning how to train uh part of my life with like mm-hmm. i can remember being there at the being there at the the local powerhouse with my dad and saying wait a second here i'm getting stronger and i'm noticing these things and i'm getting bigger but like these dudes over here do the same workout every day they come in and talk the whole entire time they're here they look exactly the freaking same as they have a year ago right what's with that and then my, my dad's joke was you know they've looked that way for 15 years uh, so yeah, you're right. It's some people view it as social club. Some people view it as they're there to train like how we are. Mm-hmm. Some people are in the middle depending upon the day. So right. you can't, you're, you're absolutely right. Don't judge the book by its cover and think just because by default someone's there that they're, they're pedal to the metal. Right. So if, if somebody walks in the door and they say, you know, they're highly motivated because you know, they walked through the door first and foremost and they're looking for help and they go, yeah, I want to, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay, cool. And we go through the whole spiel of why, 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 why. And we get down to, you know, do you really want to lose 30 pounds or is it about the 30 pounds or whatever? And we get down to it and okay, maybe it is about that. And then, you know, you're not going to hear it from us, but you may hear it from other people and they're going to go, okay, well, you have to commit to three days a week minimum. It's going to take, it's going to take at least three days a week. Well, how can you say that? Okay. You, you don't know, you don't know if that's true or not. You don't know if that person, three days is enough. You don't know if two is enough. You don't know if, well, you know, maybe you need four. I, I mean, it's like that that arbitrary number of like, well, how, how many days should I be here? Well, there's so many variables that, and it's so individualized that there is no number. Yeah. There's, there's no one size fits all thing. So to sit here and, cause, cause that would, that would work if everyone was playing by the same, this, this goes back to the same thing we always talk about when we talk about program, that's a different topic, but like a, individualization of a program huh everyone needs to i just had a thing had a thing in here the other day with talking with a guy where i said you know everybody talks about deadlifting and i'm a fan of deadlifting i love deadlifting okay but i can tell you right now i didn't deadlift till i was probably 27 years old yeah 26 years old i spent 11 years training my back and my legs with all manner of other moves and built a you know, to be fair, a pretty decent back right. without deadlifting. So now, do you do you need, if your goal is a physique goal, do you need to deadlift? Well, I say no. If you ask me, do you need to squat? If you want big legs, do you need to squat? I'd say yeah. Okay, so, but that's in, it. you can't take it as every single person because people are different heights. People are different, got different limb lengths. Not everyone's right. spine is the same length. So you can't say that. 
every move will affect every one, every single person in the same way. Right. Just like how every, yeah, three days a week, you got to commit. If you can't commit to that, then you can't do it. Well, you just excluded like right. <laughs> 90% of the population. As we say all the time, the only, the research is clear. Only 3% of women in the whole freaking world exercise. And in that study, they listed dog walking as a form of exercise. Right. 3% of women, and it was 8% for men. Of the whole freaking 8 billion or however many freaking people there are in the world, only 3% of women exercise on well, a regular and basis. Well, if you break down all the variables, I mean, you think about dog walking versus, you know, a hit workout versus... You know, a spinning workout versus a powerlifting program. Sure, anything. I mean, you think about there's so many variables just within that. And then you got to look at, okay, well, this person's diet, their water consumption, their, you know, recovery. There's yeah. that word again. You got to look at, you know, maybe their, um, their hormone levels and what their body can even sustain and 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 metabolize and what they're doing you know that way and what their goal is yeah okay great everybody's goal is to lose weight but once that weight's gone where are you at yes and this is why we say that most people survive if they see results in a program they most likely survived it they didn't thrive in it so that's where you get these challenges and all these other things where right. it's like you have some people who wash out. What does that mean? Well, they, they couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Then you have other people who do great and lose 30 pounds. And then we go into what you talk about constantly where like, was it sustainable? Well, it really wasn't because you just turned around and gained 40 back. Right. You know, so that really didn't work. And then you have the people in the middle who are like, okay, what it wasn't, it wasn't too much. It wasn't too little like Goldilocks thing. Right. Right. So it's all different types of people. So that if you, if, I got news for you. If you're a professional out there and you and you tell people that, you automatically if that person can't commit three days a week, if they just can't, I mean, people. This is a thing in the fitness industry where, like, we see it around here all the time with the nutrition, especially with the nutrition stuff. Like these, the diet rationale that the overwhelming majority of trainers, in air quotes, in our area, espouse. Mm -hmm. You better not ever go to a birthday party. You can't ever go out to eat. Don't get married. You got to carry a scale around in your per. All this weird shit. Well, if I'm not privy to that, you, we have three kids. Right. So our time is pretty. We run a business. Okay. We got homework. We got our own studying that we do. We mm -hmm. got, all, you know, you're into what you're into. I'm into what I'm into. So like, I don't, I can tell you right now, I don't have six days a week. Uh, we, I don't train six days a week. No. I don't even train five days a week. Some weeks I don't train four days a week, <laughs> right? Okay. So like uh, if you told me, well, you got it. It's it's five days a week or you'll fail. Well, it's like I'm already demotivated and de-interested and you like totally just took Demoralized. All, to totally took all the air out of my sail and I'm like, well, yeah, we'll screw that now. And then so well, now it's not possible. Now it's not, yes. so a professional told me it's not, not possible. possible. So F it. I'm just going to go, you know, yeah, get some nachos on my way home. <laughs> Get because that. like yeah. they make me feel good this guy made me feel like shit yeah you know or i mean it's just that it's such a hard it's a hard thing because yes in order to see results you do need to be consistent yes you do need to put in a huge effort 
but you know and a lot of people don't like when i bring this up but you know your eight week challenge isn't going to be life altering it didn't take you eight weeks to put on the weight Ooh. it's going to take you you know somebody say somebody says well i want to get back to pre-baby weight maybe they just had a baby they're carrying some extra weight which newsflash you're a female you're supposed to yeah, that's okay. healthy mm -hmm. you're all right there's nothing wrong with you you didn't do anything bad right but it ultimately took you nine ten months to gain that weight you aren't losing it in a six-week challenge or an eight-week challenge. And if you do, you can almost promise yourself you're going to gain it back almost exactly or above after that eight weeks is over. So if you want real sustainable results, you know, we talk about this all the time. Is it sustainable? Can you, what does that mean? Can you continue with it after you reach X goal, you lose certain weight or you get to a certain measurement or whatever. Okay, well, but then what? You don't just quit. There's no finish line. Yeah, there's because there's no finish line in any other thing that you would do. You wouldn't say, "Well, I'm well when I get, I'm I'm glad I got this water thing down. Now I don't need to drink any more water. No, you need to drink water every day." Right. So this is where we come back to the practice. Where like ex move moving exercise is a practice, meditation is a practice, right. drinking water is a practice, so on. It's brushing your teeth is a practice. You don't not brush your. I would hope not not brush your teeth, right. right? So you're absolutely right. The shotgun approach doesn't ever work. We're still how many years into this thing and have still not learned that, but it's still proliferated and perpetuated nearly everywhere. You go. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants and a quick every, fix. And Everybody I gotta, wants and, and, the magic pill or the magic shot or but see, to get the off magic of, nutrition. If you just write me a program. Okay, but I can write you a program. You say it all the time. I can write you a program on a napkin, but if you wipe your ass with it, you're not going <laughs> to lose a bunch of weight. You have to be able to follow it. And can you follow it longer than a day or two days? Are you able to follow that? particular ideal for the rest of your life because this is this is lifelong journey this is something you aren't going to lose weight and magically be this healthy perfect person because you're ultimately if you don't fix the things that needed to be fixed in the beginning you're gonna go right back to where you were if not worse just because you put in three days at the gym and kickstarted your body into all this weight loss doesn't mean your body's never well, gonna want to gain it back again. Well, and that's true, and that and and that's to say that you also wouldn't wouldn't life wouldn't throw you the ultimate question mark. Life wouldn't throw you the curveball. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, like I said, like we said before on this podcast, and I say it in here all the time, like with the COVID thing and the shutdown thing, and that's why it was just. In my personal opinion, I know we're getting off on a rant here, but in in my personal <laughs> we opinion, we usually do. Yeah, so. in my opinion, it was despicable what the fitness industry perpetrated mm. during this lockdown. With like, hey, if you don't have if you don't have six thousand dollars worth of shit in your basement, then you can't possibly get a workout. And yeah. the whole re even though restaurant food by and large, I know this is controversial, Kenneth at the Holistic Revolution dot com restaurant 
food is largely fast food with like a nice hat on. Right. Right. <laughs> like like the old putting lipstick on a pig. Restaurant food is lipstick on a pig. Yeah, it comes okay. in a nice styrofoam instead yeah. of paper. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah. So like you 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 have fast food open. So it's easy, quick. People are stressed out. Sure. That's why alcohol can't go to a restaurant, went, but you can yeah. go drive through somewhere. So like we saw on the news the other night, at least in Michigan, bars are closed, but alcohol consumption and alcohol-related traffic incidents and fatalities went through the freaking roof. Yeah. But how is that possible if bars are closed? Well, there's no bartender to cut you off at home, and then you combine shit. You got your pill gimmick. You got your drug gimmick whatever you combine all that together right then you got the fast you don't food. have anywhere to go the next day so screw it blow you, it out of the water yeah, you got the fast food you got the not training mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it like it took time to go down that rabbit hole it's gonna take time to unwind it out yeah look it's been a year to flatten the curve so yeah we said they thought yeah we were told it was only gonna be two weeks and it's been a year so there you go yeah so if if you sat during a pandemic and you had you thought you had all your shit together because you were at the gym five days a week and you were following you know miss molly's perfect diet plan and you were doing your thing and then covid hit and your gym got shut down and you know your your food prep company got shut down so now you can't go pick up your you know your meals well are you one of the many people that gained 60 pounds this year yeah or 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 did you have a good plan and a good mindset to where you were able to sustain where you were to an extent through this year and you come back and like oh the gym's open cool that's a benefit it's not a necessity were you still able to cook healthy meals and eat within your portions and drink water and get some sleep and you know deal with the stress of the pandemic in positive ways to get you through this past year or did you crumble like an old christmas cookie and this year has just been the worst year of your whole life and you've gained weight and you're mentally unstable and now you're you need meds and you need this and you need that which road were you on? Okay, so let's say, and, and, and for a lot of people that did happen, so let's take that example here and we'll go into the frequency thing of, hey, Ken, this has been the worst year of my entire life. I gained weight. I let. Yeah, my gym, or my, yeah. my garage doesn't look like a gym, so it wasn't possible for me. It's not my fault my gym closed. Because that's, that's an interesting point here because you cannot... You cannot disassociate what is going on and then the programming that you're seeing via cultural stuff, familial things, TV and media, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, Americans by and large, I don't mean to be, like, scapegoating or anything, but, like, they by and large seem to have an all-or-nothing mentality. Oh, absolutely. So it's not... So it's not... uh, It's not... 
I can't go to if I can't go to the gym five days a week. Well, then I don't go to the gym at all. I go to the gym zero. Right. It's not like well I can't well, go if, five, so I'll go three. E- even still, yeah. if I can't go to a gym, then I'm just not going to work out at all. Screw it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to be active. I'm going to lay on my couch because I can't go to the I gym. I can't go to the gym. Yeah. My garage doesn't look like a CrossFit facility. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So if you take that person and you, they come in here and they say, hey. How many days a week should I work out? Well, the first answer is one. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the first number that's higher than zero. Right. So how, how often are you working out now? Well, I'm not. Okay, let's start with one. So one. So one is 100% improvement over right. zero. Okay. And so going off of that model of you can only train as hard as you can recover, this is where we get into the... Uh, what kind of parameters are you looking to monitor? And this is where like people have an advantage working with us because we monitor all the stuff for them. So like right. the rest periods, the tempo of the lifts, what the lifts actually are, the exor- so the exercise selection, the exercise order, the load, the sets and the reps, right. all that, right? Okay. So like we monitor all that. And so that person's working out one day a week and this is going to be wild right here. They're working out one day a week and then they're going to you know, we assess them and we take, you know, we take their body fat, we take their blood pressure, resting heart rate and their measurements and all the physiological markers that we do. Right. And then we come back in a month and we take them again. Right. And let's say, so that person who came in, who's gained 50 pounds, they've, uh, they drink every night now. They don't drink any water. They, you know, they drink, yeah, yeah. sleep till noon. They're drinking the, they're drinking the wine for the antioxidants every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're, they're they're doing and their diet just totally off the rails, whatever. Well, if they lost, let's just say they lost weight and they lost body fat and their blood pressure improved, and some of their and their measurements went down. They lost maybe they lost a half inch in their waist. They lost whatever, right? So things are moving in a positive direction. Sure. Okay. Our theory is, you stay at one day a week. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So you have to peel yourself back from the American Western mind of human doing, not human being. Right. And so if one works, then four must be four times better. Right. No. If one works, you keep doing one until one doesn't work anymore. How do you know that one doesn't work anymore? You're going to look and say either, okay, I can't make this workout any harder. Mm -hmm. This guy has, or this girl in your case, has whittled down. My rest period started off at two minutes or three minutes because I was completely deconditioned and my blood pressure was out of control and my resting heart rate was super high. So we took a lot of rest in between every set. And now we're... We've whittled it all the way down to 30 seconds break per set. Right. Feels like I don't even get a break at all. Oh my God, these workouts are, this workout, this one workout is really hard. Okay, client X, Mm -hmm. can we make this one workout any harder? No. Okay, well then you gotta go to two. And then the process starts all over again. Mm -hmm. Or you say, hey, the results plateaued, the we were look. You came in at 105 resting heart rate, which is astronomically high. We got you down to 85, but you know what? You're kind of hanging at 85. 
and we've been making these workouts harder mm-hmm. and we can't really make them any harder at least safely right so now you go to two and then the process starts all the way over so as you well know we've had clients in here who have gotten phenomenal progress on a one day a week workout and they lost body fat they lost weight they improved all their all the physiology they got stronger everything went positive on one day a week and it took them they were so again going back to that behind the eight ball mm-hmm. they were so far down that hole that it took them a freaking year yeah to get to two workouts but just think about that's 52 workouts think about all the moves you'd learn how much extra weight you'd lift right you know all the vo- so the volume calculations all that stuff that would improve that you'd be able to show over the course of a year and people are going oh my gosh how many times a week do you work out and they go one and then people look at them like they got a booger hanging out of their nose because your average american believes that a it has to be astronomically difficult right it's got to be insanely confusing <laughs> okay yeah. we got to be super heady about everything and it's got it can't be simple it has to be complicated this is why when you constantly tell people to drink water, they look at you like, water? What the fuck? Water? Yeah. Oh, it's only water? Yeah, it's only water. Yeah, people <laughs> physically get pissed when I just, when I, when they say, I don't understand. I, I, I just, I, I need, I need to change. And I go, well, drink an extra glass of water. Yeah, how much water are you drinking? And they say none. And you say, <laughs> okay, start with one glass. And they look at you like, it can't be that easy. Because they've been pro, and this right. is why... This is why everybody always asks, like, hey, how are you guys so, how are you so, not to brag, but like, how how do you deal with this every single day? How do you continuously display empathy and compassion and non-judgment for people that are in these scenarios? Doesn't it get old? And we always say, no, because I understand you've been under the control of a television and women's world. And men's health and muscle and fitness and other for various forms of bullshit for going on 30 plus freaking years. You think you're going to unwind that? Right. You know, I mean, you think you're going to unwind that in one in, in one day or you're going to magically wake up one day and not be under the under the, the spell, for lack of a better yeah, word. Look, of we're, that? Not, we're not talking about, you know, somebody who's who's. An Olympic athlete. We're not talking about pro athletes who have an impetus to work towards a goal and do really well and strive to be excellent and, you know, have probably been doing this since childhood and have been coached through their life to make these decisions. We're talking about your average guy guy or girl next door who is subject to you know, marketing and media and negativity of the world and the news and, you know, let's face it. I know people don't like to hear it, but by and large, Americans are negative as fuck. <laughs> well, what did you see? Well, what did and, you... And I mean, if we're, if we're all programmed from an early age that to be athletic, you have to train five days a week, two times a day, and you have to, you know... How many times have have people asked us about diet and they go, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to eat that rabbit food. Like, whoever said that a diet can <laughs> sit rabbit food? Yeah, like, uh-huh. first of all, and why are vegetables bad? Where, where's the negative 
connotation to vegetables. Well, because they've been because they've been programmed to believe that a diet it's sports candy a diet, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> a diet. They've been programmed to believe that a diet equals exclusion. So well, yeah, what? diet. So, so immediately, like we've talked about before, I've said in the past, diet in and of itself is just what you eat and consume to sustain life. Why does diet have a negative because context we, to it? And that's a very good point. Is yeah, because, because we've people, been programmed our whole life to think diet is a bad thing. Oh, I have to go on a diet. My doctor said I need to go on a diet. My yeah. husband said I need to go on a diet. You know, these things are, well, everybody needs to be on a diet. Otherwise you die. So yeah. let's everybody be on a diet. Yeah. Now, what does your diet consist of? Now that's, that's a, a different story. It's a different question. So you're, you're right on that. And, and so these are, these are huge deals. So your average person if they take that approach of one day a week, because you can't write an energy check that your body can't cash. This yeah. is why New Year's resolution people quit. We talked about that in a previous podcast. Yeah. Okay. So you start off with that. If you're a person at home right now and you're not working at all, out at all, your first, or I should say moving mm -hmm. at all, your first goal is one time. And then you work your way up from that. Right. Now, if you were already in a phase where this is old hat to you and you're not a beginner then i think the research is quite clear uh following the advice of uh my boys uh you know charles poliquin paul check guys like that they're gonna tell you three to four days you should be able to manage three to four days of exercise i know the american heart association and this person says this and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. but we're talking about a training session here not just physical activity walking to your car parking in the last day that's non-exercise related that's just you being you we're talking about a workout three to four times a week is generally regarded as a pretty sustainable like i we don't have people in here like i, I would i would if i was talking with a, a large group of people right now if i, I think if you train i would almost say this i know it's going to sound super controversial but i think if you have to train more than four times a week like you got a physique goal let's say like i want to lose whatever and you got to train more than four times a week you something's to reach that goal, something's messed up. You need, so like, you need to look at you need to look yeah, at something and, outside of the actual workout. And this like is also the diet, the water, and, the sleep. Yeah, and this is also a thing that's going to be very controversial. That because there's a lot of facilities in our area that perpetrate these six day a week, hour and a half in the morning, mm -hmm. hour and a half at night thing. Every single time we get one of these chicks or dudes that come from a, one of those facilities in here, and I hear they work out that much, I instantly know that. Their diet absolutely sucks, mm -hmm. meaning they're either not eating enough food. It's usually not eating enough food because they're, these gyms also promote starvation diets yeah. and eating disordered-like behaviors. So you got that. So it's most likely not eating enough or their diet, their, some form of ne diet negativity. They're, they're, maybe they're a closet binger. Right. So they, they go Monday through Friday fine, and then on Saturday and Sunday they're chowing down on 900 buffalo wings Yeah. and whatever. So, like, some – because it's way too much effort for, like, you're going to tell me you're going to work out 20 hours a week to look good in a shirt? Like, it's a part-time job. Yeah, we're not – again, we're not talking about 
pro athletes that have yeah, this. We're talking like, about normal people. This huge stage goal, right? You're not getting on a stage in well, a because... suit. You're not. Maybe you're not going to some competition, like world's competition somewhere, mm-hmm. doing something. Like we're talking about just your again the average person who want to wants to look good in their clothes they want to feel good about themselves they want to have some confidence they want to be healthy they want to be able to maybe play with their kids or you know go out on we're in Michigan so a lot of they're a lot surrounded by a lot of boaters so maybe you want to be out on your boat in the summer and you want to feel good about yourself again these are things that shouldn't you know quote unquote shouldn't take that strenuous of an effort if all the pieces are in line yes because if you're coming from the angle that you always come from which is the lifestyle change the sustainability Mm -hmm. and jen's jen's sustainability chart is like the end of the sustainability chart is death yeah so that could be like a really 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 long time so therefore like you cannot maintain that over the course of your entire life so like that's the thing about athletes that people also don't understand. It's like, yeah, they're training for an Olympic cycle is four years. Mm-hmm. They're training for four years for Tokyo. And then what happens? They take a freaking break. Yeah. So, it, and, and inside of that athletic pursuit, yeah, you got to be in great shape, which is another silly ass thing because what is in shape? It depends. Like my me and my son had an argument the other day because he was making fun of sumo wrestlers in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he said that, oh, you know, they're really fat. And I said, yeah, but they don't really look at it like that because that's what you need to be excellent at sumo. But they're also incredible athletes. And I'll, I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. So, like, it's just that that's what fits the part. So, this is why you don't see quarterbacks in the NFL that are five foot two. Well, because you got to we... be at least, you know, so there's. So well, there's... again, this is why. Sometimes the holistic revolution gets a bad rap because we don't necessarily look at having, you know, a shredded, like chiseled physique as being in shape. Or, or, or real quick, or being healthy. Or being healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, I will tell you right now unequivocally, and I know where we're going way over the place on this, but the overwhelming amount of shit you see on Instagram and shit you see on Facebook and, and, and behaviors from in air quotes, Fitness professionals is disordered, and to use a phrase that Paul Check coined many, many, many years ago, uh, they are fit sick. Okay. They have a bodybuilder on stage has the appearance, especially if he's they're Mr. Olympia, so they're a hardcore drug addict, drug user. They have the appearance of being in shape. These chicks that you see, these Instagram models, they have the appearance of health, but are they really healthy? Mm -hmm. Well. How did they get to look like that? You got to. You, you could ask those questions, and yeah, you could go down a whole slippery I mean, the, slope. Yeah, with this that. is this is a whole different fork in the road. Maybe but that's another podcast topic. Influent Instagram and social media influencers, quote unquote, right? These these fitness influencers are only showing you one picture out of the twelve hundred they took. Okay, with the perfect light and the perfect angle and the perfect setting like just if as long as you keep that in perspective just you know also it's another form of girls don't really read magazines anymore so they can't get emotionally and mentally destroyed by 
covers of magazines. It's, so it's now again, it's, it's all marketing, yeah. and I don't even get me started. We all know how Jen feels about marketing, mass marketing, and how there's just yeah. really there's really nothing positive yeah. and so in with, it. So just keep that in perspective. Well, and so with Instagram and Facebook and, and social media, it's now now instead of going to the going to the local bookstore or the gas station to buy the Cosmo for five dollars. You get to go on Instagram and it's twenty four hours a day now, so yeah. it's even it's even way 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 more destructive. So, getting back on the frequency thing, three to four days for your average person of forty five minutes to an hour of sustained activity, of like you said last week, what's the best form of exercise to do? The kind you like. Yep. For most people, in combination with proper sleep, visit the Sleep Podcast. The core values, visit the core values podcast. The water, visit the water. Didn't we do a, we did one on water, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yep. And the food. Yep, diet and nutrition. Should be enough to get you to where you want to be. And if it's not, then you have something that is out of balance. Absolutely. And as long as you are consistent with your efforts... You should not have a problem whatsoever getting to where you want to be. Now, it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be in six weeks. It's probably not going to be in eight, 10, or 12 weeks. Okay? It took you however many years to get where you're at. It's going to take you some time sure, to undo all of that. But again, staying consistent, you will get there. And as long as you aren't living and dying by what a scale tells you, you know, again, another trigger topic for Jen is a scale. Who gives two fat shits about what a scale tells you? Look at other things. Are you able to, you know, walk on a treadmill for a longer amount of time before being gassed out? What's the quality of effort? Are you, are you able to maybe lift heavier and heavier weights or, prolong a a workout for longer or are you making better nutrition choices from week to week or are you sleep do you notice that you're sleeping better do you notice that your your mood has improved Mm -hmm. do you notice that maybe you're not you're not triggered as much into like an anger or whatever when you watch the news or you're able to get through a work day without needing that three o'clock coffee or you know, whatever the case is, you need to look at these like these small improvements as progress instead of I got on the scale and it hasn't moved. This is bullshit. And then you go out and you go to the bar, you go to the restaurant and you blow it out because now you feel discouraged. Well, there's so many other things that can show you positive progress for what you're doing than a scale. Or you or or you shotgun you go into shotgun mode. You say, Oh, the scale's not moving and I'm training two days a week, so I'm gonna go to five. Okay, good point. Right. So you, you go the other way. Well, I am how many times have you seen this? And not we, we absolutely do not advocate for most people long duration bouts of cardio. Okay. But mm-hmm. like how many times have you heard someone say, Well, yeah, I was doing 30 minutes, but you know, I didn't feel like I was getting any results, so I bumped it to 60. <laughs> and then and then we say, "Well, wait a second. What about 32, 34, 36 all the way right. up to 60, right? Like you just you just blew out 
20 rounds of stimuli that you could have used right. to get uh, better and better. So Yeah, I, another thing you'll hear quite a bit from one of us, it, you know, if you were ever here or, or you will probably, we've probably said it in the past and I'm sure we'll say it again, is, you know, if you're going from zero to 100 and you start at 99, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? So that goes back to right the, as you make improvements and you need to up things. If you're already if you if you're starting at five days a week because you think you know all or nothing, well, as you get better and better and better, you need what are you going to do? You're going to go to six days, yes, because and then you're going to go to seven. Well, there's no more than seven. Yeah, that's a fantastic point to end on because. The fit, again, another marketed tactic right. is the market of maintenance. People are, you're going to get to a certain level, just like in America, in our with our economic system. You're going to bust your ass to 65, and then after you're broke down and jacked up and all messed up via what you had to go through to get to the 65, then you get to quit. You get yeah, you get to retire. But what we forgot to tell you is that in the meantime, all the while that we, you're going from zero to sixty-five, we're gonna screw with the system so that way you never get to quit. We just keep or like you saw in this cope with this COVID thing, all I gotta do is just keep moving the line another two weeks, another two weeks, mm -hmm. another two weeks, and now we're at a freaking year, right? Yeah, so fifty two weeks later. Yeah, fifty two weeks later. So like there is no such thing as maintenance. Right. There's, you are there's either, no finish line. You are either moving forward or you're going backward. Okay? Yeah. And so that and and if longevity is your goal, which it should be, I would hope, mm -hmm. then you need to look at it in that long form view. And that's the thing that, that people think that as they get older they do less work. No 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 no. As you get older you have to do more. Right. Because your your body has experienced all these things, so you got to continue to do more work, not less work. As the immortal Hulk Hogan says, if you slow down, you go down. You have to continue to move forward. Yeah. So get maintenance levels of shit out of your mind. Continue to add little bits every single day, and that goes back to the non-shotgun approach because it's like, if you added one second to a plank every single day, you've seen those diagrams on Facebook, whatever. Right. By, by the second month, you're holding a plank for over a minute. Right. That's a long freaking time, right? So taking those little small incremental approaches and for your average person that's not an athlete, that's not getting ready for a powerlifting meet or anything else, to start with one day a week if they're at zero and then incrementally and gradually right. work their way up you would get a whole hell of a lot of benefit out of that along with the self-efficacy and self-esteem of having stuck with something, continuing to move forward, lifting heavier and heavier, yeah, maybe and running farther and farther, so body. on and so forth. You're reprogramming your mind and your body that this is the new normal. You know, I, I've been told since I was a kid, it's easier to keep up than catch up. Oh. So. I got told it's easier to keep up than cats up. Okay. We're not <laughs> catch up. So Oh, I thought you said catch up. So you make you make these you make these good decisions every single day and you 
get moving a little bit every single day, you're keeping up, keeping up, keeping up, as opposed to, you know, spending a, a pandemic year eating garbage and drinking yourself and all these things. And now you get to the end of the year and well, now you have a huge amount of time and effort to catch up True. to where you were. So if you would have just stuck with it day in and day out, a little bit of progress or, you know, sticking with your nutrition or keeping your water up or doing these things, right? So it's easier to keep up than catch up. Yeah. And if you keep that somewhat of that mentality going through, I think that you'll be way well off going into, you know, your later years because, you know, you're not you're not front loading all of these problems that you have to deal with later. Like you're gonna deal with it at some point. Sure. So you either deal with, you know, weight and and health and wellness and all these things a little bit every day in these small, maybe, maybe minute like increments. Like, oh, I just, you know. As long as I drink a little eight ounces of water every day or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, add some vegetables every single day. Well, once you turn 60, 70 years old, you have the benefit of all that, all that time. Instead of eating like garbage until 70 and A, maybe not seeing 70 and B, looking back and going, oh man, I got a long way to go. Well... Yeah. Time might not be on your side at that point. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. So I think to 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 finish up and summarize, if you're at zero, the first place you need to go is one. If you're considering or if you're consistently exercising and you find yourself and you're not you're not in a sport pursuit, you're just in the I wanna look good, feel good, a sweaty generalist, I want you know, I wanna play with my kids, I don't want my knees to hurt, so on and so forth. Right. And you can't reach your goals. In three to four days a week of, I might even say less than 45 minutes, of 35 minutes to an hour, depending on how high the intensity level I, is. I would say 30 to 60 minutes Okay, is a good window. Yeah, depending upon how high the intensity is, which we should do at a podcast on intensity too. But uh, if you can't do that, I'm just thinking in my head of things that I want to talk about. In in If you can't do that, then you need to reassess. The first thing you need to reassess is don't always look to do more work. Because that's the easiest, the easiest piece is to do more work. Right. Look to the things that are going to sustain the work, which is where, like we said before, where's the quality level of my diet? What quantity level of food am I eating? Am I needing to sustain this practice? And then what ratio of food? How much water am I drinking every day? And how much sleep am I getting at night? Right. And then go from there. And if you got any questions, you know where to find us. <laughs> and hit us up at Kenneth or Jennifer at the Holistic Revolution. Yep. If you have any questions, if you need specifics, if you have specific questions for us, let us know. We or will, if you have more uh, ideas for podcasts. We will do our best to try and answer um, and appease, you know, those requests. But yeah. I think um, that's probably enough rambling for today about that. I'm Jen. I'm Ken. Have a great day. Thank you, guys.